Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Good morning, everybody, and yes, indeed, let's make some bread today. It is Pick and Roll. I am your host, Jacob Gramenio. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Gramenio or on my YouTube channel, Amateur Sports. This is Pips NBA at Pips NBA on Twitter, and on this show, we go through some basketball discussion with the hottest topics, and then we get in, of course, to our best bets coming from Pips, and we have a couple of them for you guys today, but first... One thing in particular that we wanted to discuss was, of course, the big news from yesterday. The Brooklyn Nets have fired Steve Nash. We want to get the thoughts here. But before that, just want to let you guys know you can catch this stream every single weekday, Monday through Friday, 11.15 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube, Twitch, at the Board NB on Twitter, or also at the Hammer HQ on Twitter. And if you can't catch it live, you can catch it on all those platforms after the fact or on Spotify and apple podcast thank you for 2000 for sorry for 200 subscribers on youtube but steve nash fired pips what are your thoughts yeah that was a surprise coming after a win that, that, that's not the thing that usually happens in the nba but we all were waiting for this to happen since the summer and there are so many things uh, he's just not the greatest one to fit there but who is, I mean, this is, yeah. this is a very toxic environment and I don't know who will take over, but I won't, won't be easy for him. Yeah, Brooklyn, I don't, I don't think Steve Nash, and I tweeted this, I don't think Steve Nash was ready to be a head coach, but I also don't think it was very a very fair assessment of his abilities because like who could have succeeded here? You have this situation with Kevin Durant in the offseason, but leading into that, all the turmoil around the franchise in general, everything going on with Kyrie Irving. Is he playing? Is he not playing? When he is playing, does he care about playing? And we'll talk about the game yesterday where it very much looked like he did not care about playing. It is just an absolute mess of an organization. It's incredible how they have spiraled out of control here. Granted, we're very early into the season here, but this is a team that is paying enough to be a contender. They're two and six. Uh, Steve Nash got fired off that win against Indiana, which we spoke about yesterday, where like Indiana, Indiana's bench made a huge comeback and nearly snatched that game away from Brooklyn. But two and six to start the season, yeah. uh, it is it has been awful. And their defense is the worst in the league. Their bench is the worst in the league. So beyond just a coach, how do you think this team can improve if it's possible? This just need to start playing hard, playing defense. I don't know. I mean, they have some capable defenders. Claxton is a decent defender. Ben Simmons is a great defender. Harris will come along. He's just coming back from the injury. And I don't know. <laughs> they have Durant and Irving scoring 30-plus points every game. So they are doing their 
part, but they still end up losing to not great teams like Pacers and Bulls. And yeah, just not looking great for them and not promising for the future either. Yeah, and I don't know how they're going to recover from this. I mean, they tanked their franchise a decade ago with that Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce trade. It looks like they may have done it again. I mean, we'll wait and see. This is obviously a talented team. Turn around. They need to add in defenders. They need to add in definitely some defenders to this team. And just just needs a big culture change. Kevin Durant, yeah, he's putting up 30 a game. But other than that, he's kind of just running around. Like, he's scoring a lot, but he's not really doing much else. Ben Simmons has definitely some confidence issues. And maybe the more he plays, the better he'll be. But it's, it's very clear here that something's wrong there and he's just not the player that he was but full year off i don't know maybe turns it around but i think the biggest thing here is the culture the players are not helping with that culture in any way whatsoever and that leads us into the recap yesterday and we'll stick with the brooklyn nets here because the brooklyn nets uh we took by the way yesterday zach levine over 22 and a half points as one of the two official plays zach levine goes going into the fourth quarter had nine points and as pips texted to me he said he's just running around there. He's just doing some soft cardio. But fourth quarter, Zach Levine decides, hey, I'm healthy. Starts trying, puts up 20 points in the fourth quarter. Brooklyn, entire team, puts up 19 points in the fourth quarter. So Zach Levine goes over. Brooklyn are outscored by one player. Kyrie Irving in the whole game scores, I believe it was five points, had zero for the first three quarter. Oh, man. just You want to talk about that game and Zach Levine? Yeah, you also you just said it. He he wasn't even trying. He was like giving reps to Patrick Williams and Ayo Sunmu and he was like setting up the game for them. He had like four assists in the first quarter. And he saw the Rosen struggling making shots and just decided, okay, this is now my game, took the ball and scored twenty points. And that looks so easy and effortless for him and like he's just amazing scoring talent. But he needs to get healthy and to his to his best, and I think we could see a great season from Levine. Yeah, Levine, when he that big thing when he's healthy, um, and the handicap yeah. uh, was before the game that nobody on Brooklyn can stop him. Made that pretty clear in the fourth yeah. quarter. So we'll take that way. But unfortunately, it is a very small losing day because the picks go one and one. The other side, we had the same game parlay with Rudy Gobert over eleven half rebounds, Devin Booker over twenty four and a half points. Uh, neither of those unfortunately hit. Rudy Gobert yeah. had four rebounds in I think the first four minutes of the game, and I was thinking, yeah. oh, he's getting like six today. <laughs> but yeah. Booker struggled for the whole game. Uh, what were your thoughts on this one? I know you watched. Yeah, uh, Gobert had uh, eight rebounds going at the halftime, and had only one rebound in sixty minutes in the second half, and I can't remember when that happened. I mean, sixteen minutes of Gobert on the floor and one rebound—that's just insane that's and that was one offensive rebound not so zero defensive rebounds in the entire half yeah that's pretty pretty (laughs) devastating and you made a good point last uh, on the podcast last time we spoke about anthony edwards he was really trying his best to stop david booker and since wolves are playing towns at the four and Phoenix just went to exploit that and we have Cameron Johnson scoring season high 29 points and 
Booker just wasn't involved enough, involved enough and he still had 18 field goal attempts in 30 minutes because it was a blowout win. He still still put the shots, didn't fall for him, but Chris Paul had also season-high field goal attempts because they are playing Spain pick and roll with Cameron Johnson trying to get Towns out of the and Towns was struggling and they just over and over again were repeating it and going to Cameron Johnson and that took away a lot of usage from Booker and that's it. Yeah, and to their credit, the Phoenix Suns did win. And as you said, it was it was pretty much a blowout here. They ended up winning by 11 points, I think it was. But yeah, they had a good game. Devin Booker, unfortunately, yeah. did not. But uh, let's hope today our fortunes are better. Let's hope today with the two picks, we get a sweep here. And we are going to start this one going to Milwaukee. The Detroit Pistons are in town for the Bucks. The Bucks yesterday we branded as the team to beat in the NBA. And one name in particular that we threw out was Brooke Lopez, who's looked good this season. What is the play for this game? So for this game, we are betting Brooke Lopez to score over 13 and a half points. He's, that's minus 110 at DraftKings. And just, they played two days ago and he scored 24 points and that was also sort of forceless and easy. And the main reason for that is Detroit Pistons lack size. This is the graph showing uh, last 11 games for Brook Lopez when he gets uh, 28 or more minutes and he's projected to play 34 tonight. And he also played 34 minutes in, in three straight games. So you can see like the lowest scoring game was 12 points and 13. This is Boston Celtics who have played way better defense than this Pistons team, and he had 18.5 average, so we, we could see a, a strong game from him and huge usage. And the main takeaway of this bet is Pistons are switching on the pick and roll, and he gets Kate Cunningham, Bojan Bogdanovic inside, and they just play pick and roll Drew Holiday and Brook Lopez, and he gets easy post-ups in the lane. And Stewart is switching out on the perimeter. And when he's out, Brooke Lopez has an easy opportunity to get offensive rebounds and putbacks. His tree is falling. So we should, we should see a great game. And also they are just focusing on Giannis. And with Chris Middleton out, Sandro out, and a lot of players missing, this is... Brook Lopez needs to be the third scoring option, and I think he showed that this this season. He's their most important defensive player. They need him on the floor. And Pistons started playing great, so I don't think there is a blowout chance, at least not a high probability one. And Brook Lopez should score over if he gets 30 plus minutes. Yeah, I like the play here. I mean, I spoke yesterday. I'm a big fan of Brook Lopez's game so far this season. This is a type of game, I, I know you just mentioned, may, maybe not going to be a blowout with the way the Pistons are playing. Um, the reason the Pistons may not get blown out is because offensively they score a lot. Bogdanovich yeah. has looked excellent this season, uh, just signed an extension as well. Cade Cunningham has looked extremely, extremely good this season. So they're going to put up points. Defense is where they lack, especially in the rim protection game. Brooke Lopez at the rim, not really fond of who they're going to throw to match at him. Like you're going to see maybe some Isaiah Stewart down there. 
Um, they've made some steps in the draft to rectify the rim protection by getting Jalen Duran, who I think is a good good potential. But um, he's out. Was, oh, he's out as well. And well, he's more potential anyway. So you know, even better than not really many people down low to stop Brooke yeah. Lopez today. So I like that play, and I like the point you made about the defense. So he's going to be on the floor a lot. And actually, just one other quick thing: Bucks really like to sparingly use Giannis regular season. Like he can average. 30 points per game in 30 minutes. Maybe yeah. it's a game where they lighten the load on Giannis because, you know, bigger games ahead. We'll see anyways. Yeah. Brooke Lopez will get the minutes. So with that, we're going to move into our second play of the day. And we got the high-flying Utah Jazz against the Dallas Mavericks with the MVP favorite, Luka Doncic. And you think Luka is in for a monster game. Let's hear the play. So we are betting. Yeah, I know this line sounds like inflated a lot, but it's actually not. And Luka Doncic over 33 and a half points. It's minus 113 at FanDuel. So we all know about great James Harden season in 2018 and 19 when, when he averaged 37 points a game. Yeah. And the ridiculous thing about this, Luka Doncic is having higher usage than that Harden season. He has almost 42% usage. That we, we haven't seen that like since that Harden season, and that's just wow. crazy. And he scored 31 points or more in every game season so far. And the amazing thing about this is the three is not falling, and he's scoring 31 plus points in every game. He scored 31 plus in every game, and he's shooting like 22% from three. Uh, we all know that's come along. That's just shooting variants. He's looking great, and there's no reason for him to shoot 22% from the three, especially after we saw improvement last season. So, yeah. So, he goes over. He went over this line in four out of the six games, and the two games where he stayed under the line, it was blowout win versus Memphis. He scored 32 points without any four-quarter minutes. Mm-hmm. And the uh, second one was 31-point game against Oklahoma City Thunder. And he was pro- going probably against one of the three best defensive players he could go against. That's Dort. He is like the great, one of the greatest physical builds. I love player to guard Harden so and Doncic. Yeah. And he's great to guard like Cade, Harden. Doncic, like playmakers with size. And Luka Doncic scored 31 points uh, while shooting 34% from the field. And I don't think anyone on this Utah Jazz team can stop him. Uh, we saw Morant last night. He scored 37 points in a blowout. He was just getting to the rim whenever he wanted. And that's going through the entire season because Utah Jazz doesn't have any rim protection. They have Kelly Olenek playing at the five and that's Luca just to exploit yeah. that, yeah. And they have one capable defender, so I think they will give him a single cover. And giving Luca a single cover is just also easy. They, they, they will put Wonderbuilt on him, and I expect pretty quick foul trouble. And yeah, and so far this season, Utah Jazz just didn't double team or blitz or anything with the star players. They just give, give them single cover and let 
they let him score. Like they gave Jokic single cover Vesolinic, which was crazy. And last night, same thing with Sejam Rand. And yeah, if they give Luka single cover, he scored 40 plus points without any problems. Yeah, Luka Doncic this season. You said he's not shooting well from three. He isn't. He's still shooting 50% from the field because uh, ridiculous stat. He is shooting yeah. 65% on twos. This is a like point guard, primary ball handle. This is not a center. This is not Rudy Gobert. This is Luka Doncic averaging 65% on twos this season. So he's getting to the rim. If he misses, he's getting fouled because he's averaging 11 and a half free throw attempts per game. There is nobody on Utah who can guard this guy. Utah are, they're a fun team, you know, they're, they're trying hard. They're a fun team. They're winning a lot of games right now. I don't think that will keep up, but they're a fun team for now. I don't expect this Utah team to roll over to a Mavs team either. I expect this game to be somewhat close here. And, yeah, yeah Luka Doncic is getting that usage. And after trading, or sorry, after losing Brunson, we knew he'd get an unholy usage percentage. Uh, yeah, we can we can see Doncic go for 40-plus tonight if, if everything lines up for him. So, like that pick, we'll recap the plays again for you guys. Uh, I forgot to do it yesterday. My apologies. But just to recap, Pistons at Bucks, we got Lopez over 13.5 points, minus 110 at DraftKings. And then the second pick, Luka Doncic over 33.5 points, Minus 113 at FanDuel. Those are your two official plays for today. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and like on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch. Follow the Twitter accounts wherever you're watching. And you can consider following me at David Grenia on Twitter or check out my YouTube channel, Amateur Sports for Raptors content. You can also follow Pips on Twitter for more from both of us. And make sure you tune in to Pick and Roll every weekday, 11.15 a.m. Eastern time. And we can't catch that later. Podcast form, Spotify, and Apple Podcast pretty shortly after the live finishes. Thank you again, guys. We'll see you tomorrow.